Hello and welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap, the only show that says, holy shit, we're at episode 200, Deb. All I had to do was call you about Zoolander and we'd be 200 episodes into a podcast. Yep. Wait, what? Call you about Zoolander, because, Yep, know, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Um, I just want to bring up two of my favorite moments from the show. <laughs> Doug not realizing what the point is? Uh, well, that's almost every show. Uh... Two of my favorite moments were uh, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy the cross, well, the toll booth operator. Is it yeah, the the toll, the, booth the toll booth operator from Dick Digi- move, Jimmy. Dick move from uh, I don't even was know. That, I think it was either Digimon or Yu Gi Oh. It was Digimon because that was the Soul Dragon episode. Yeah, um, that's when I used to actually watch network TV. So I was watching uh, Saturday morning cartoons before you came over. Yeah, no, that was uh, the Soul. The, the oh no, it wasn't the Soul Dragon. It was the Soul Drain Dragon. Um, Soul Train Dragon, yeah. And then uh, just, and it's e- easily one of my favorite moments as well, uh, when you said Murber. You know, Murber. When you, when you kill someone, it's Murber. Murber. Um, so I don't know if you have any favorite moments. I know I didn't give you any. Any time? Well, I also didn't realize it was episode 200. Uh, no, hopefully in the future people will get to see my jackassy notes on, uh, I was going to say, Agents of uh, sorry, on, Fear, on Fear Agents. Agents. Yep, we're going to eventually yeah. post that. Like I said, I, I, you gave me the roughest of outlines, and I, being me, had to make a bunch of notes about it. It was awesome. Um, I'll, I'll get to the other few pages and get that done. Uh, uh, let me think about it. Okay. Uh, so we'll just jump right into uh, DCTV, because those are the next notes on uh, the list. Um Flash, fucking... Wait, her, how much are you caught up? Oh, it's fine. Go nuts. Uh, I fucking told you. <laughs> I fucking told you. It did not start, my name is Barry Allen, and last week's episode sucked. It did not. I'm actually depressed that it didn't. Um, or disappointed, uh, rather. Uh, I will say that the uh, villain du jour on this episode was Abracadabra, played by... What you called? Huh? You full-on called Abracadabra. Well, now hold on. So we haven't gotten to how I full-on called it, other than, like, with the drumsticks and tapping shit. Um, the bad guy this week was, uh, or last week, was Abracadabra, played by, and I can't remember the actor's name. He's got Steve a, Miller paved? No. It was not Steve Miller. Um, you'd know him. Uh, he was in a couple things. He was the, like, r- a weird Slavic hacker in Ant-Man, and he was... Oh, fuck, what was the other thing he was in that I was like, oh, oh, he was the Thomas Schiff, Schwiff, in, uh, in The Dark Knight, who's the guy that was wearing Rachel Dawes's uh, name tag that, um, Aaron Eckhart, uh, uh, Harvey Dent, mm-hmm. is like, tell me where she is, and he starts flipping the coin, and Batman's like, this is not how we do things. Did he have ducks in the... He's like the crazy guy? No, no. Did he have ducks in the uh, ambulance? No, you know what I'm talking about? I can't picture his face. I know the scene, but I can't picture his face. Yeah, yeah, but like, face. it's that guy, because I was like, oh, fuck, You know, that guy. That guy. It was Jimmy. No. Um, so... Dick move, Jimmy. Abracadabra was great. They explained the that he's from the 64th... Um, I said dimension. 64th uh, century. Uh, thus, any technology would have would seem like magic to us. Um, but that he's been like... in. <laughs> Infused is the wrong word, like, but he's got, like, nanotechnology, like, uh, fused to him. Well, so it's basically that, a part of him. Yeah, so that instead of being, like, a meta, like, he's got, like, nanotechnology, like, running through his body. He's a biohuman, but in a different sense. Yeah, so, um, or metahuman. You, you know what I meant. Yeah. So, um, and the entire fucking episode, who's not there at all? HR. Until the very end, he's like, oh... I was with some chick, and I was like, yeah, that's why you don't see Clark Kent and Superman in the yeah, same fucking room. The worst thing room. is when you say HR, all I can think is, yeah, human resources should have gotten involved a lot sooner. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Um, so, the fact that, like, he was mysteriously gone the entire fucking episode, while Abracadabra was floating around, it's so Abracadabra, and he was like, I know everything about Savitar, and Savitar is the one that hurt you the most, even, like, outside of Zoom, and the other guy, Reverse Flash, Eobard Thawne. Like, he's like, yeah, like, he's like, it just, everything that Abracadabra said was, like, so pointed that it was like, he is so Savitar, Savitar doesn't exist, it's fucking Abracadabra. Um, 
Thomas Swift is actually the next note on Flash. Um, Caitlin gets hurt, unfortunately, through a series of explosions. They manage to save her by turning her into Killer Frost, effectively, because it, like, her body, like, regenerates cryo... whatever, cryo-biologically, I guess you'd say. They, they Sorry, it, it freezes backwards? It freezes together? It, it's like a cold-based healing factor, which, yeah, sure, whatever. Fucking science, I guess. Um, so... Killer Frost, uh, you saw that on the board of all the things in the future that Killer Frost is on the loose. Um, so this, of course, another thing from the future that Barry Allen will, is going to have to stop. You'd have to deal with it at some point. They need to... They need I'm to, really sad they never put in, like, an impotence joke there. Like, that's something he's going to have to deal with in the future. You just think that, like, Gideon is his Viagra? Uh, yeah. Because uh, he, ma- uh, he makes... Uh. He ma- well, he makes Gideon, eventually. Um... But I think they need to shit or get off the pot in terms of the whole like, will she won't she killer frost thing like. Well, I think the problem. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with the bracelets and the necklaces. It's like either cure her, make her go bad, or have her come to grips with it. Those are the three ways you can do it. Well, I think unfortunately sometimes the DC shows suffer with some of the same problems that the Netflix shows have, where you have too many episodes, so you have to kind of draw it out longer than you would like. We will talk about that later in terms of Netflix shows. I think that a lot of the DC shows might really benefit from doing a 13-episode season as opposed to 24. Um, and I get that they split it into, like, basically two sub-seasons, but still. Yeah, I mean, that's... Well, that's the, the, the formula now. It didn't used to be that way. Um, with A and B seasons. But... Because well, you have the winter finale and the spring finale. Exactly. Um, Excuse me. Mid-season finale and end-season yeah. finale. So... I think they need to shut her off the pot with Killer Frost. Well, like I said, um, I think it would benefit from doing a shorter run. It's not that I don't enjoy it, because I've enjoyed The Flash a lot, greatly. But I feel like maybe they'd do better trying to fit the story into shorter episodes as opposed to drawing it, trying to draw it out. Or, well, doing less episodes, and do what Black Mirror did on the BBC, which is, instead of doing six... I almost said issue. Six episode seasons, they did three episode seasons with double the money for each episode. So you put that into Flash and you actually reduce the cost of a Gorilla Grodd episode. Or it doesn't hurt as much. You don't have to have possibly um, a bottle episode or something that looks dumb or they, you know, they, they can okay, spend more money on CGI. None of us have problems with bottle episodes. No, not since Community. Um, but what I'm saying is I'm looking forward to the fact that they limited the Defenders to an eight episode run. And I think a lot of other shows might benefit by limiting their runs and making Absolutely. them a lot shorter than, you know, 24, 28 episodes. I mean, 10 episodes seems real short, but still. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's probably a happy medium there, and maybe 13's a little short, but... Um, I think 12 or 13's good, especially if you're actually doing good character building and a good story arc. Yeah, but then you run into the problem, and any studio executive is going to say this, like... Well, then we're going to have to double up on shows because they're only running, quote-unquote, half a season. So? Yeah, I have actually no... No, no rebuttal? Nah, no, that, that's... Yeah, you're right. Um, but they're going to look at it from an advertising standpoint. And it's like, well, we can sell more ad time on 24 episodes than we can on 13 Not of one show. If you have of 13 one show. of a highly anticipated show, you can sell a shitload of advertising. Oh, that's true. You can double your... Maybe not double, but I mean, but Think yeah. about advertising during, like, the last season of Mad Men, which I'm pretty sure was only 12 episodes. Uh, that was a split season as well, I believe. But I mean, even like like the last season of Sons of Anarchy, that wasn't that long, and they must have showed a shitload of advertising for that. Yeah, I wonder about Walking Dead, which we'll talk about later, but yeah. Like I said, if... HBO even did advertising. I can't even. I, it'd be like Super Bowl prices to put ads during Games of Thro- Game of Thrones. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Or uh, what's the one uh, Boardwalk Empire? It's like if you do good programming that people want to watch and is anticipated, the advertisers it will, will come. pay for itself. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. No. I, I totally agree. I'm um, tired of, especially network TV, taking the very short-sighted view of what their programming should be. There's actually a, an article in, I think it was the There's Wall Street Journal. There's a reason why network TV is dying. There was an article in the in the, uh, the Wall Street Journal about um, Netflix becoming like the enemy of all enemies of network TV. It's basically what it is, despite my current hate. Um, Legends, uh, once again, 
it was a fun episode. Um, this one is that you see the Spear of Destiny reality. Uh, good guys or bad guys. It's very Age of Apocalypse, actually. It's, it's kind Does of what somebody I, have a beard? Uh, yeah, White Canary. White Canary has a beard. Yeah, nice. sure. Uh, her. I, th- I, honestly, I, I think you realize her beard her, would be like gay Barry Allen. Well, her beard was actually uh, Damien Dark. Cause I'm pretty sure she was banging Vixen. Um, I'm not high five. Oh no, that's not high five. Okay. Um. Uh, I like that in this reality, the Legion of Doom's headquarters was the Legion of Doom's headquarters. Like, the, like, black skull-looking thing. Oh, the skull-looking thing? It wasn't in, in the, the like, Yeah, like, it wasn't in a swamp. Um, Grundy wants pants! Grundy wants pants, too! And you know exactly um, what I'm talking yeah, yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I love that they had, like, the yeah. fucking headquarters. Like, that was so nerd-boner, where I was just like, oh, the fucking Legion of Doom! Um, Mick is the, end, the one who betrayed the team. Uh, he ends up getting them all back together when... Some weird subconsciously implanted thing in the Adam's head, um, Ray Palmer's head, uh, made him build a brain get better gun. Um, I don't remember the actual quote unquote scientific term that was used, but it was brain get better gun. Do you remember um, in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where they have the point of view gun? Yeah, I actually just rewatched that movie like a couple weeks ago. That was never in the books, but I no. thought it was fucking brilliant. And I have never, ever wanted something to be real more than the point of view gun. Where you can force somebody to see somebody, uh, force someone to see something from your point of view. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go Which ahead. Which ends up having like weird character moments with on the movie. With Zoe Deschanel uh-huh. and... And Zaphoid Beeble Rocks. Yeah, but it's Sam... Rockwell. There we go. Like I said, it's it's Zoe Deschanel and Sam Rockwell. Um, so Mick gets the game together. They're gonna go back in time, but they have to find Rip, who's stuck in a what looks like a millennial Falcon like piece together model on Eobard Thon's desk. Uh, so we'll see. He's been trapped for so long in this weird reoccurring like loop of him drinking rum and making cakes. And yes, there is a bunch of fondant jokes. Um, also, once again, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, when he gets stuck in the plane that's never taking off for forever. Oh, that was in the... Oh, God, what was that? The third book? Second or third book. It was the one... It was at the, Restaurant at the, end of, at the End of the Universe. Was it was so long? Song Thanks for All the Fish, I but think, he gets stuck. But he gets stuck in the airplane where it's controlled by robots, and robots are like, well, the planet's destroyed, but if we wait long enough, they'll rebuild another society Maybe. and get us our lemon-flavored cocktail napkins. Yeah, that's right. And he, like I think it's Arthur that's trapped in there, yeah. and he has the, the heart, the ultimate. In, what's the name of the ship? Heart of Gold. Was it named Heart of Gold? Yeah, with the improbability engine. Yeah, like I said, he had the version of that in his pocket, and he had to walk off of that and have the ship get bigger again. And there was some joke about it being in his pocket and scratching his sunglasses. Yeah, I was just thinking that someone awesome voiced the whale in that movie, and I can't think of what it was. Oh no, not again. That's what the Petunias thought. <laughs> I love that you got that. Um, oh no, not, not again. again. Ah, fuck. Uh, we'll have to do there corrections whole, on it. But... There's been whole religions based on that single sentence. Yeah, in, in the books, yeah, there has. Um, I love the whole logic argument about the, look at the babblefish. If there was no God, this thing wouldn't exist. Oh, I never thought about that, and God disappears in a puff of logic. Yep. God bless you, Douglas Adams. Um, Arrow, God, we're sliding through this. Uh, Arrow, my note literally says, meh, rebuilding Ollie again. So basically... We can rebuild him. Well, we'll see if they can make him better, because that's going to be a matter of opinion. Basically, after being broken down by Prometheus and being... Basically, he goes like, I am the monster. I killed because I wanted to kill. I've been fighting my natural instincts. Um, they... He finally comes back to the team... And they try to stop. He brings in the uh, Bratva to kill... Uh, Brava? Bratva, yeah. Brava. No, Bratva. There's no tea. Yeah, there is. No, there isn't. Yeah, there is. You say Bratva like it's some weird sausage king coming in to fuck up everything. Is it Brava? No, it's, it's not Brava. Brava. Yes. No, it's Bratva. No, it's Brava. We paused so we could look it up. I was wrong in the pronunciation of Bratva. Sorry. It's Bratva. And what was the name of the guy that was the... The voice of the whale in, because we had to do it while we were paused, um, was Bill Bailey, who has been on Black Books, um, he's pretty Spaced. much He's a consummate 
British comedy actor. Oh, yeah. He's kind of the... I wouldn't say... Yeah, actually, I would say, like, in terms of, like, just influence and... and um, Career? Career, I would say he's kind of like the Robin Williams of, of Britain. I just really want to watch Nevermind the Buzzcocks now. He, uh... I just want to he's hear them, one of the, I, I think, want to hear I, them try and sing Kylie Minogue songs and get them to guess which song it is. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think he was on that episode. Was that... No, he wasn't, because that was a Doctor Who episode. Well, that was the it? Neil Fielding ex- episode. Noel Fielding, yeah. Because Noel, Noel Fielding was one of the captains. I'm sorry, too. I love him when he's on. He cracks me the hell up. And every time I rewatch the IT series, I forget how fucking funny he is. As the guy. Especially, no, the bit where he loses his contact. Tact. I'm sorry, that and the goth recovery program. I uh, from goth to boss? Yeah, I, I don't or know. Or goth to boss? Something like that. I don't know why it cracks me up so when hard. But the whole thing with his contact, when he's doing like the weird head eye motion, just cracks me up I'm Like, are you time. okay? And he's like, I lost a contact. Like I said, he's doing the weird head eye motion. That If you've seen it, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I'm actually going to order a, um, a moss shirt. Uh, that says, it's the one that says, I like being weird. Weird is all I've got. That my sweet style. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing the shit out of that. Here we go have a lecture around the fourth floor. <laughs> Flippin' A. Oh, I love the, the whole Julie Julie thing. Judy and Julie. Oh, Judy, yeah. Bing bong noise! Computer broken! He ends up going on a date with her because they confuse him, don't they? Doesn't she? He's, he's trying to ask about Judy or Julie and he can't remember which is one, which. And one of them's the bing bong noise lady. One of them is the really big, scary... Yeah. Vaguely coherent woman. Like Tina Rex from Orgasmo. Pretty much, yeah. And the other one is, you know, just this kind of petite, cute, normal British office worker. Yeah. But she's like known on like the fourth floor or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm going to go have a a lecture on the fourth floor. (laughs) Computer broken! Uh, Just the one where he gets, what is it? He gets the electric underwear that shocks him every time he gets aroused, but then he gets aroused by the shocks. It's when the sun takes over. Because they're worried about, like, the HR nightmare of him, like, sexually, like, uh, uh, sexually IT, insulting people. Have you tried turning it off and turning, turning it back, back on, on again? again? So. You realize that sleep is the human equivalent of turning it off and turning yeah, it back well, on Yeah, absolutely. Again. Well, sleep is now the equivalent of putting your computer on sleep, but yes. But I'm just saying. Or yes. sleep on your computer is the equivalent of the human sleep. Like One came before the other. turning it off and turning it back on again. Um... So, we were talking about, uh, we were anyway. Talking about Arrow, sorry. Yes. So, the Bratva, he brings in the Bratva to take out Adrian Chase, a.k.a. Prometheus. Um, the team stops him. Uh, Ollie is not in Green Arrow gear. He's like, I have to earn it. I need to, you know. And it's like, so, remember when he was, like, broken after Tommy's death and he kind of had to, like, rebuild from the, the Vigilante to well, the Hood to the Arrow to, to the uh, Green Arrow? He went to Leon, he went back to Leon, to Leon U, for right. a while. Um, and that's when, you know, Felicity had to drop in with Diggle and Felicity didn't do well. No. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, how he had to, like, kind of rebuild from Tommy's death. And, like, oh, well, I'm not going to kill anymore and I'm going to become a symbol to the city again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it it's, they're literally rebuilding that. Ollie. And they're rebuilding Ollie. I'm sorry, I just want to get through no, this. Um, this thought, not this episode. But, uh, uh, <laughs> like, they're breaking down Ollie, which I like, but, like, they're... To, to have him go, okay, we're going to rebuild Ollie on, what is it, season six? I think. Like, that's just going to cheapen his way to redemption. Don't worry about it. It's just going to cheapen his redemption because they're going to have to speed through it on next season. I think it's a little bit weird and lazy simply because, you know, all of us go through points in our life where we kind of have to try and rebuild ourselves. You don't get long periods like that to sit and reflect and think about it. We all just have to keep on fucking functioning and moving. Like, obviously, the the next season's Big Bad is going to be the one that makes him go, okay, I have to become Green Arrow because I the Green Arrow has... Because, yeah, the Green Arrow has to take on whatever bad guy it's going to be. Um, and he's going to have to reluctantly do it and then... And then talk. That was Batman. I love when I say things like that, knowing I can get a rise out of you. That was Batman. That was in the Frank Miller. And By the were, way... you were pissed about that, too. Eh. You're like, that's Green Arrow's girl. Actually, I I almost bought Dark Knight Rises 3, the last... Was it called The Last Crusade? I don't... My Dark Knight Rises 3, I think it had different... Oh, that was Master Race. 
Thank the fucking Lord I just realized that. Because I found the trade paperback of Last Crusade, which is Brent Nazarello, Frank Miller, it's all set in... Which, by the way, neither of us have actually gotten a copy of The Dark Knight, N-I-G-H-T, and I think we both need to. The Paul Denny... Yes. Yeah, it... We keep meaning to. We've been he talking got, about he it for over really, a He got really... He was on a Nerdist, and it got really real about that. But I'm just saying, you and I have been talking about reading it for over a year, and neither of us have done it yet. I know. We really need to. Well, I have other things on my plate to read, Deb. Well, I finally... And I wasn't going to tell you this. But what? What? In the butt. I almost walked out of Barnes & Noble empty-handed. Almost. First of all, it's called the Barnes & Nobly. Mr. Barnes, Mr. Nero. Um, and going full Barnes & Nobly. So... Is a thing. I almost walked out uh, empty-handed. One, because I didn't have any Funko Pops I liked, or you would like... I'm not allowed to get any more until I get a new bookcase, and that's on the back burner because my vacuum died. And they didn't have, I don't know if it's out yet or not, but they didn't have Doom Patrol, the Morrison Doom Patrol book three. Uh, they didn't have... And I don't want the Morrison Doom Patrol book three. I want the Morrison, I was going to say, Gerard Way book. You want the... I, they didn't have that either. Well, no, I think it's still in single issues. Uh, they didn't have Jeff Johns Flash volume two. They did have Mark Wade Volume 1, which was kind of cool, but I've got it all in singles, because nerd. Uh, they wanted an extra $30 to uh, for me to get the uh, slipcase lock and key. Fuck a bunch of you. Yeah, you can get it for $30? $30? More than exactly. Amazon. No, exactly, more. Are you fucking kidding me? And they're like, do you want to order it? I'm like, fuck no. I'll just order them on Amazon for 30 bucks less, even if I have to pay $5 shipping. How about fuck you? Well, that I mean, for a $60 set of books it's gonna be free shipping well it depends uh, they, which reminds me i have to fucking rebuy my joker mask and my joker mask i was gonna say death in the, the family, family and the death of the family yeah death of the family and my court of owls limited editions oh, no. yeah yeah no. beats paying your own cell phone bill right <laughs> okay i kind of want to kick myself on that one sorry um This'll cheer you up, though. So I almost walked out of Barnes & Noble empty-handed. I almost walked out. This'll cheer you up. Getting, and I'm about to walk out. You're getting some serious dead face. It's not going well for you. I'm about to walk out, I and I go... I need to talk to you about something off air. Okay. I've had boy problems. Of course you do. Um, I'm about to walk out, and I go, Fuck! Deb wants me to read a book series. I wonder if they have the first book. Oh, is it the Slam and Sandman Slim series? Did you get it? I have it. Have you started reading it yet? Uh, no, I'm almost done with uh, the uh, the um, Han Kang's uh, vegetarian. Which, by the way, I need to loan you oh, because absolutely. literally the third finally, the third the third finally. act of that, I'm literally like reading it with like my hand over my mouth. Like it is so visceral and amazing, but it's one of those where I'm like. I don't feel good right now emotionally reading this. Is it like the end of uh, Old Boy where you're like, you just, you viscerally feel wrong and awful, but you have to see it to the end? Kind of weird because they're both South Korean. Isn't it South? It, yeah, Old Boy South Korean, right? Yeah. Because it's the, well, yeah. Well, it's Korean, so I have to assume it's South Korean. Because, yeah. Because, you know, North it's, Korea. It's not just Kim Jong un writing pictures, Everybody, uh, writing pictures uh, of horses. Everything okay all the time, every day. Um,. Like I said, no, I'm finally to the but bottom vegetarian's of my really stack. fucking good. We're going to talk, well, I don't, if I'm going to loan it to you, I don't know if I want to. Yeah, no, I'll tell you about it later. But like I said, no, if you got the first book in the Sandman Slim series, which is actually called Sandman Slim. Yeah, no, that, that was a point of the covers, us. the covers are super dated, but it's still a really good book, and I think you'll really enjoy the, it. The run I've got, because they had book one and book eight, and he goes, which one do you want? And I went, book one? Yeah, they actually, I've never been to a Barnes & Noble where they had a series that went chronologically. I'm not talking about every book, but they always just had weird numbers in the series. They had like one, four, and eight or something. Like I said, every Barnes & Noble I've ever been at has had that problem where they just have different weird numbers in the series. And you know what? I get it. You can't carry every book of every series all the time. Right. But I just thought it was kind of weird because every Barnes & Noble has at least two books, but they're never two chronological books. So if you want to get into it. Yeah. Um... I love that the cover, the the one I've got is, I don't know which ones you have, and we'll look at them later. Oh, no, I, I have them all as audiobooks. Oh. No. But I, 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 I'll send you a picture of it. It looks, hold on. they look like hard-boiled uh, pulp novels. Which is basically what they are. 
I love it. Is that they're pulp novels, but they're told from a very supernatural... There's a reason why I said it reminded me a lot of Strange's Kindness. Yeah. Hold on, I'll pull up the cover for you on my uh, Audible. Okay. Um, but like I said, so no. I, I, I'm glad that made you happy. Are you kidding? I've, I've, I've got stuff I've been meaning read. to buy it for you for a while, and I just hadn't gotten around well, to let's, it. Well, yeah. Well, buy me book two, then. Um, so Arrow, that was, I guess, we kind of put a cap on Arrow on that one. Put a cap on it! Um, oh, no, God, sorry. So, uh, Legion, finale. Uh-oh, uh-oh. No, I got now, it. Now, cool. now Slim Shady's talking. I got it. It's cool. Um, no. So you have the older version, which I think I have other books that, yeah, you probably got the ones where the covers look kind of like that. Yeah. 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 Like I said, that's the older series of covers. They started doing I new love series. Them. The, the fact that they look like old pulp or grindhouse movie they posters. They basically look like gum, they look like gumshoe um, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. paperback novels. Like uh, what's what were the the what? National Hammett novels? Well, I was gonna say like the novels that they find in like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, the Johnny Gossamer series. There we go. But like it's that. it's the same thing. Those are the Dashiell Hammett novels. Yeah. It's, you know the Thin Man and the Maltese Falcon, Falcon and, and all yeah. that. Um, but, so I lo- I love the covers. You're going to love them, like I said. There's a whole thing at some point where he ends up... You know, it's later on in the series. I won't ruin it. Okay. But him and technology, not great. You'll love it. I like that. No, no, it's just (coughs) how the march of time makes a certain thing he's doing obsolete, and he can't figure out how to try and make money off of it, and it's hilarious. Try to make money off of it. I like that, too. Um, Legion finale. We're going to get into a couple finales here. Um, Aubrey Plaza, we love you. I'm glad. I still wonder if he's Squirrel Girl. Um, I'm not gonna say a whole lot about it because I think you need to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I got once the the finale popped online, I immediately went and got the entire first season because I want to rewatch Watch it. Everything. Knowing all the weird, like, okay, this is what's real, this isn't what's real because now I know to some small extent. Um, I thought it was a fairly pedestrian finale. Um. Bad guy gets away, and because you know it's a psychic. Yeah. Okay. Um, psychic squid. It's yes. Well, Shadow King gets away in someone else's body. I'm not going to say whose, but it is emotional. Um, it was a nice like showdown between the two. Um, and I was like, okay, well that's okay. He kind of gets away, and like one character's like, well, what happened to this other person? They're like, ooh. Um. And then the post-credit happens, and the post-credits, the post-credit scene is bonkers. In a good way or a bad way. In the best way humanly possible, where you're like, what the fuck? Like, not even, like, just in a legion way, like, what the fuck in terms of reality and, like, you know, memory and what does it mean and, and what do we perceive? Like, it's just like, oh, that happened. It's literally on par with, this is how I'll put it, this is how I'll phrase it. I was writing a comic, and I was making a bunch of loose notes in a notebook, and I had to, this is when, I worked, when we worked at Paris and the Platte, well, not no, together. I love loose, reading your like loose notes, because I get through there, and I make up my own story about what your random ass shit says. <laughs> so, I, I was writing this comic book script, and I had to stop in the middle and go do something at work, and when I got back, I realized that my friend Andrew Warner had written, and then there was a chicken. In the notebook? Yeah, and there was, like, this whole gag where, like, in everything I was going to write, there was going to be an alternate ending which involved, and then there was a chicken. This is the, and then there was a chicken moment where you're just like, wait, what? Which is funny. And it's not typewriter hands. They obviously know, like, what it, they have to have, a, a oh, roadmap no, for, have, for season two kind of to vague, do what they did for the post-credit episode. Or, so they uh, have scene. some kind of vague idea or flow chart or process for the second season, um, and I feel like it's actually already been renewed. It, oh yeah, it got renewed pretty, last, early, uh, pretty early on. Yeah, like three episodes in, I think. Yeah, something like that. Um, but Deb, you gotta, you gotta get, you gotta, you gotta get there. Well, the, first, the first season's done. It sounds great. The funny thing is, and then there was a chicken means something completely different for you. Because there used to be this random medieval practice of setting chickens on fire and throwing over the walls of places because the chicken would run around setting everything on fire. Yeah, it's like uh, when they send a, you let a rat on fire through the through a wall of a it's building. It's the same idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't remember what they call that, but yeah. 
something horrible. Probably. That's the fire equivalent of plague rats. You know, the fire equivalent of... I'd love to see somebody's, like, artistic rendering of, quote, the fire equivalent of plague rats. Of plague rats. Um, speaking of season finales... Did we... yourself a... Huh? I was going to make a Pokemon joke. Did you still want to? No, it's fine. Speaking of season finales, um, we got two more to get through. Yes. I finally finished Iron Fist. Oh, God. It was like a punishment. I liked it. I didn't love it. Same I liked it. Day. I thought it went I thought it went a little too long. We talked about that's when I said oh, we're gonna talk about that. I thought it could have it could have gone for six. T- ten six. I'd say ten versus six. thirteen. Um I totally want more okay. The characters they introduced near the end are oh, so oh, much more interesting. interesting. Like Davros. Like It's because nobody, The Steel Serpent, like It's because nobody gives a fuck about the lead, okay? The thing about, like, Daredevil, like, we all cared about Daredevil, but mm-hmm. man, great supporting cast. Yeah, we all loved Foggy. We loved Foggy. And, and part of that is, and I read about this, like, you know, Iron Fist didn't have well, I like the comedic sidekick, like, they didn't have well, it's just, certain anything, tropes that... Anything with him and Hobart was great. Uh, once again, like, it's like, I said this, like, last couple weeks, great Denny Rand, bad Iron Fist. Like I said, anything with him and Hobart was great. A lot of stuff with him and Claire was also really interesting. Do a lot I of think, fun. I think they leaned on her a little too hard. Yes, I do. Yeah, but coming up in the Defenders, because you're going to have that moment where they all go, oh, you know Claire. <laughs> like, there's going to be that moment. Well, and she, she's mentioned that to him. Casually. Casually, but she doesn't say anything about truly Daredevil, Luke Cage, or Jessica Jones. No, she doesn't. But it's also one of those things where it's like, I loved Kalee. I would absolutely watch Daughter of the Dragon. We talked about that. Uh, I would love to see her own spin-off series. They want they want to talk. They're talking um, heroes for hire, uh, daughters of the dragon with uh, her and um, Misty Knight. It'd be a lot more interesting than fucking Iron Fist. Well, I think having Iron Fist surrounded by Luke Cage, Misty Knight, and Colin Wing might elevate him, but um, not it, the the character, not the series. He's gonna be the Aquaman. Yeah, you say that, but, you know, they're gearing up for him to be, like, the Wolverine of the DC... Okay, I get that. I'm talking about old-ass Aquaman. Okay. Are you kidding me? I have a giant boner for Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Dude, let him attack everybody with a shark. Um, I do want to bring up a note I wrote. Okay. Um... About how Iron Fist sucks. Uh, but before I get to that, because I do want to, like, wrap up on Iron Fist on this, on the note, um, I do want to say, you know... I like it. I don't. It, it was a love... No, hold on. I love, hate this, that they had the uh, kung fu fight in the rain cliche. Like, god damn it. God fucking damn it. Like, the, the I problem, get it. No, the problem is is that they've had a lot of cliche fights in previous Marvel Netflix, but they've never felt cliche. This felt, it felt cliche. It felt like an homage. Like, bad homage. when you have all the... Well, in Luke Cage with all the exploitation stuff, it worked. But I mean, even in Daredevil, when they're working on kind of piecing together the costume for him, that was very, especially when he finally actually got the costume on. But like when he's fighting, it didn't feel like an. Homage. When he's fighting it the Russians felt... in the rain, I'm sorry. Go ahead, no go ahead. You know, and like you have like the rain coming down, and it's like drawing the blood out of his mouth. You remember that scene, like the, yeah. in the first couple episodes, like it was like, a you're like, oh shit, like he's getting hurt this is this is real you know like there's said, that air of realism they but, had those scenes, but they used they didn't feel stale no they didn't and in this one it was like it felt very forced yeah well i felt they went well you know what they do they in kung fu movies they fight in the rain like let's do that and maybe um, if the kung fu was better it wouldn't have felt so fucking awful oh god the fight was terrible the fights were terrible did you like that i texted you that out of my sheer disappointment uh in terms of aspects of iron fist that i am now on my uh, way. That actually cracked me the fuck up. So I will, I will say this. Do you want me to read the text message? No, I've decided that I'm going to be the next Iron Fist, and not, and I don't, I don't mean like I'm going to try to get that guy's acting job. I mean like I'm actually going to try. Remember when I said I didn't like absorb no, 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 hold anything on. Hold on. out of? I've decided that due to deciding opinion, oh sorry, declining opinions, I'm going to be the next Iron Fist. 
Next test message, I practiced at work. I did. You know when you have the bar, like where the drawbridge is, and it's like the little yeah, it's, space? Yeah. So I started like crawling. It's a pass through, yes. Yeah, the pass through. I started like crawling up that with my just my feet. And then decided to try to spin and punch and almost face punted into a wall. By the way, awesome. People saw that. Coworkers did. Did they laugh? Hold on. While screaming, not like loudly, like, you know, you but like going. Yourself. No, it was out loud. Like, Spider Monkey Roundhouse Punch. I did uh, Rising. Super Monkey Death Cargo. I did Rising. Was it Rising Pillar Thunder Kick? Uh, diving, just, you know, diving rising eagle. Rising pillar thunder kick sounds like what you do when you have a boner coming on. Uh, diving, diving eagles grab. Like oh, the, I had a slew of them, and I once com- and I then complained when my one of my coworkers was like, "Do I really have to tell you like not to do this in public?" And I'm like, "Look, I'm really sad. Uh, uh, I'm really over your weeping beetle uh, style." <laughs> like. But like I started like doing like the whole like rake the like garden of sand into the like like I started doing like all of his stuff. I have a coworker of mine that uh, whenever trying he's to focus bored, my chi. Yeah, whenever he's bored, he goes into like resting video game mode. Hold on. What does that mean? Oh yeah, where they're just like standing they're there. They're standing like, there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when like like yeah, hands just, up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. I'm like, right, he was just standing there. Okay. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, so I'm going to be the next Iron Fist. Um, yeah, I'm fine with that. Although, doesn't, doesn't, what's her name have the, the call on it before you? What? When I sent you all the, the Twitters about how everyone hated Iron Fist. Hold on. Great, well, while you're looking that up. No, uh, let, let me look back for a text message. It's only going to take me a minute. Although, you know, I text a lot. Um... Well, I don't want a lot of dead air on this. So I will say, uh, I did make this note, and then when, uh, by the time I'm done reading this, uh, Iron Fist is like a one-night stand. Easier when drunk. Gail Simone. Oh, Gail Simone. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, Iron Fist is like a one-night stand. Easier when drunk, better you don't remember it, a good idea at the time, and can lead to better decisions later on. You know what? That is an excellent description of Iron Fist. That's why I made that note. I think maybe you should tweet that. I will. Um, uh, not Tweeted it. Finally for finales, uh, the Walking Dead finale. Ooh. Fucking rad. I'm so Loved glad it. they didn't cliffhanger us again. Uh, no. So basically you see kind of the first shots ring out in the war between um, the saviors and pretty much everyone else. There say, were... it, say it right. Shots fired. Okay. Shots fired. Uh, Fine. Between Negan and everyone else. Uh, there were some twists and turns. I'm not going to do a huge amount of spoilers, but I will say there were, there were a few things I didn't see coming. Um, but I am I'm, I'm I like that we don't see like the war in one episode. Um, you know what I mean? Like they're not like they're not downplaying. It, it's not. It, it's not trying it's to like okay, here's the beginning it. of it, and you see like the start of it. Rick running coming up against Negan, and you know Negan gets has to retreat. I guess there will be some spoilers. Um, Negan has to fall back. Because, oh, I don't know, a fucking tiger shows up. Um, at which point he does recognize that goddamn tiger, and you're like, what? Um, and you see Negan talking to the saviors, going, we're going to war. And you see Ezekiel, Rick, and Maggie, who now runs Hilltop, um, talking to like everyone there and going, like, this is it. Like, we're going to get out from under this. So they're both talking war on each side. Um, my only issue with it is that going into... The next season, I hope they don't pull a Fables, and by that you and I have talked about it, they don't start planning the war in real time, which I they won't. There's no fucking way. They're gonna jump. There's, there's they're no gonna way. jump ahead and, and whatever in time to a certain amount, I would imagine. Um, but the next season is basically gonna be like the what is it? They, what was it? The War of the Three Armies? What, whatever the last Lord of the Rings was. I thought it was five armies. Sure, great. However many armies there were. It's gonna be the Walking Dead, or Walking Dead's gonna be that equivalent, um, where it's just gonna be all up fucking warfare, and it's gonna be awesome, and the trees don't fucking walk. Um, what are from Gay for Ends? What is that from Gay for Ends? Archer. Archer, right? The episode where he runs off with his gay lover. 
remember he, there was basically his equivalent that he trained with, and then he quit to go work. For oh him. yeah, 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 and it was voiced by like not John Hamm, but some some uh, like uh, uh, Timothy Elephant. I was gonna say Timothy Elephant. They had you know. I was gonna say they had. Well, I was gonna say Lana go after him, and they. I was gonna say they refer to her as like spray and pray because she always overshoots. It's sorry. Always overshoots and never hits the target. Right. And you have Cyril running around in his underwear trying to do a pure review. Right. Um, that's coming back next week, by the way. Woo! Uh, yeah, we got that. We got iZombie comes back. I am so excited for iZombie to come back. io9 actually just put up a great article about the best brains that she'd eaten. And I want to say number three was Grumpy Old Liv. Oh, yeah. Clive, you're one of the good ones. Um, one of the good ones, Clive. I think, yeah, iZombie comes back. We've got Archer in, I think, about a week, and then near, I think, the end of the month, Doctor Who comes back for Capaldi's oh. last season. Excuse me. So, I'm, I'm psyched for all this stuff. Um, on the other side of finales... We have a season premiere. Yeah, we do. A surprise season premiere, no less. On, on April Fool's, so everyone was like, oh, no. And it was, oh, yeah. Fucking Rick and motherfucking Morty! Pull down your pants and your panties. Take a shit. No, no, the, the, new, the new one is just. He's lying. He's a spy. Blow him up. I'm going to take a shit. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, oh, the season f- premiere of Rick and Fuck Morty. You, Evite. Awesome. Loved it. They wrapped up the whole prison thing, like, pretty much in one they episode. They wrapped up the prison thing. They wrapped up the galactic government taking over Earth. Sorry. Oh, I just keep thinking it's a cat. No, it's just my foot. Look at I am trying to play footsie with your You have shoes. cat foot. <laughs> like I said, they wrap up him being in jail. They rack up the, the galactic government coming after him. They basically... Uh, I think, that's gonna, I think it's going to become a war. Once again, I think it's going to be... decimate the Citadel with all of the other Ricks and the Council of Ricks. Yep. They bring back... And quite a few Mortys. Spoilers. They bring back Bird Person. As Phoenix Person. I do like that she's still into him. You think that's why? Like, I think that's why. Did she brought him back? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's absolutely why she brought him back is because she's still into him, and I can't think of that character's name. One of the Summer's friends that ended up marrying Bird Person. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's Carrie, uh... Yeah, it's like Karen or Carrie or something. Well, Car- Carrie, uh, I want to say Walt, uh, Greenwall or Walgreen is, is the voice of the actress. Probably Greenwall. Um, yeah, she was on Heroes. Um, but anyway, uh... Uh, they also did something kind of major with Morty's family. Yeah. They got rid of Jerry. Chris Parnell. Well, I don't think they got well, rid, they of him, rid of him. Well, they didn't get rid of him. I think... Yeah, they finally, you know... Rick says... Him. Rick at one point says, I've replaced both... Like, I've become the, the patriarchy, patriarchy in both the family and the universe by destroying the... the whatever, the, the Federation government. Yeah, the Galactic government and your father. Um, but it's the whole thing where the mom comes in at the end. She's like, I better go talk to him before he doesn't move out. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't think Chris Pernell's left the show. Oh, I don't show, think he's gone, Don. But, um... But, I mean, they've been dancing around that for three seasons now. I just like that they set it up, like, where he together says... together as a couple. But then they say, like, at, on that episode, they go, like, what are we going to keep sacrificing to Rick? Like, what do we have left to lose? And they go, only each other. And she's like, I'll never let you go. And then Rick comes in. And she's like, please don't leave me again! Yeah, I mean... And I actually, I find it interesting that Summer's kind of taking up the same role that she did. Where she's just desperate to have Rick back because she doesn't want him to abandon her. Yeah, but I think she's more... I I think she's more aware of how Rick is. I mean, especially after Morty says, here's the Cronenberg, you know, universe. They randomly went back to the Cronenberg universe. Well, that's his... That's... That's... That's that that Rick's world. Morty. Uh, Yeah, you're right. The... That... Yeah, you're right. Um, That's that Morty's... Well, it's that Rick's world, too. Yeah. I also like the fact that well, he's the most Rick of the Ricks. Well, and like even though like Rick had the fake memory construct, which fooled the Nathan Fillion bug, because <laughs> um, I don't want to gloss over that Nathan Fillion was in this episode. Um, awesome. Obviously, like that, that was a character moment that I I think was more genuine than Rick wanted to admit. Okay. Because something had to have turned him. From like what you see is like the baseline Rick, where he's like, oh, I used to wear blue pants. Like like every Rick, like I think started out as a blue pants Rick and turns into a brown pants Rick. So how much of that story do you think is true in the construct with him 
you know, wanting to go and just, you know, be the family man and them getting murdered by the Council of Ricks and it turning him into somebody who actually... I think that's probably more common across diff- all the different Ricks. Yeah. You um, think that might assuming be. that, like, the mom's not already dead. I mean, the ones we that were... We don't know anything about her. No. We know she likes ice cream. We know she's blonde and apparently gorgeous. Yep. And, uh, but they all like the Szechuan sauce for <laughs> the... Like the lawn promotion for... For McDonald's, McDonald's, which started a change.org petition that's already gotten over 8,000 signatures. By the way, one of them mine. Because I wasn't working at McDonald's when that happened, and I don't know what that tastes like. I was there for the Hercules burger. That I was there for. What was the Hercules burger? Oh, it was just like a triple cheeseburger. But it was fucking awesome. Okay, then. I feel like the last time I was at a Denny's a lot of years ago they were having like some kind of weird promotion tie-in with like the Incredible Hulk okay so they had like all of these giant meals that were like Hulk burger yeah you know what I mean Hulk cakes and it's like yeah whatever it's like a thousand eight, pancakes. eight pancakes yeah so I rewatched all of BoJack Horseman again yes yeah that series is still incredibly funny and such a kick in the dick at the same time that un- the underwater episode from the last season is still haunts me. I realized something. I did not realize in season two there's an episode where he's talking to his then girlfriend, who is the owl voiced by Lisa Kudrow. Mm-hmm. And there's a photo in the- well. It's is she the one that was in the coma? Yes. I was gonna say there's a painting in the background that I didn't realize is the exact painting of what happens at the end of season three. It's the the wild horses that are topless with the pants on mm-hmm. running on the prairie. Like, there's a painting of that behind her head in that, uh, I was going to say, in that scene. And I wonder if they did that on purpose, or somebody's like, hey, you know what would be awesome? He, I, I was listening to a writer's panel with the guy who created it and the uh, the character designer, mm-hmm. who they've known each other for like 20 years. And it seems like there's kind of, like, a lot of his like very happy accident. Like, they go, yeah, there is a road map. But is that? I mean, is that how Princess Carolyn ended up becoming? An, oh, I was going to say a manager instead of an agent. I think they knew they wanted to like move her along, but they didn't know how. And then through the, the writing process of each season, like, they went, "Oh, that's how we're going to do it." Like, there's a really good episode where he ends up firing her, and then the restaurant damn near burns down, and she ends up making risotto, and he still ends up firing her. Yeah. Which is actually, I think, a really good episode. And I really like the fact... they hire the one guy to, like, do all the jobs? Yeah, he's he's the waiter, and they end up, like, lighting him on fire. Yeah. And pressing this poor woman into service that was actually just a guest there. Yeah. To be the waitress. Yeah. That was a good episode. But it's one of those where you actually get some background, Princess Carolyn, about how her mom was an alcoholic maid that never did anything, and so she ended up having to pick up all the slack for her mom. Yeah. So that's how she so knows how to... So the mom would get fired, and then... Like I said, that's how she knows how to deal with everything and very childish And then people. when she realizes that I do everything and I still got fired, what does that mean? But I still like the episode where Mr. Peanut Butter and... Uh, Todd. Call her, because they got skunked. Yeah. She has to come over and deal with it. But it's one of those episodes where you basically see that she's kind of already a parent, and that's why she's fine with being alone. Fine with being alone? Yeah, she, that's the end of the end of season two is when she's like, I'm not afraid of being alone. Oh, that's right, that's right. And the whole of season three, she does end up dating somebody and having kind of a serious relationship. The mouse, right? Yeah. Um, Stilton? Sure. She's part of the Stilton Hotel group. Right. I don't remember his first name. And she ends up choosing herself once again, which I think is an interesting choice and very real, because there's a lot of people that will choose themselves over choosing a relationship. Well, yeah, in terms of, like, confidence to go, okay, I, I know I can be alone. Yeah, exactly. I'll like be talking a lot about that on Damn in a couple of days. Yeah, but I mean, when she gets rid of... Rabinowitz? The rabbit oh, she was um, supposed to... Ben Schwartzman? Yeah, it's Ben Schwartzman. No, it's not Ben Schwartzman. No, I'm thinking... It's... it's. What's his name? From um, uh, Parks and Rec. I can only... It's Mona Lisa, and his name is... Um... Um... I made my money the old-fashioned way. I got run over by a Lexus. Uh, <laughs> no, that's Ben Schwartzman. John Raphael. Yeah, but it's Ben but, Schwartzman. Don't look it up. No, I have him on my Instagram. Because it's that and Jason Schwartzman. Which, yeah, you're right. It is Ben Schwartzman. Yeah. Maybe it's, it's just Ben Schwartz. Schwartz. It's right. It's Ben Schwartz. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
because like I said, I have him on my Instagram. Like, like I said, he voices that character, but it's the end of season two when she's like, I'm not afraid of being alone. Yeah. And I'm not going to put up with this crap because you think I'm afraid of being alone. And in season two, she ends up getting her assistant, Judah, who I still don't think we've seen the last of. Oh, Diedrich Bader? You know, the guy with the ZZ Top beard and the mm-hmm. man bun? Yeah. And he's incredibly helpful to her for the entire time. And I was going to say, actually gives her a lot of insight into herself. Yeah. But like I said, in the end, when she decides to be a manager, I think he goes off to work for Gecko. Gordon Gecko? But yeah. the, the, the rival talent agency. Right. And she decides she wants to be a manager after, you know, managing, what is it, Christina Aquafina? Yeah. Her and... Her and the fake pregnancy? Uh, uh, I'm pregnant, and I think I'm going to keep it. <laughs> Which, Ugh. God, the whole song that came up, the, the abortion song, which was something about her murdering fetuses, and it yeah. was like, bang, bang, oh, God, it was so terrible, but so funny at the same time. But yeah, the whole underwater episode, one, when he's trying to apologize to the director for mm-hmm. getting her fired and for not calling her, and two, when he's trying to care for the little seahorse baby the entire time. And yeah, it's a good episode. The, the bit with him in the gas station trying to get the formula. I don't remember it that well. Okay. Don't describe it. I won't. That and they're in a taffy factory and things go the awry. The taffy factory, I remember. Like I said, the things go awry, which them in the taffy factory. I'm it was like, very baby's day out on that well, one. Well, no, them in the taffy factory, I'm like, this is straight up I Love Lucy, isn't it? That or like baby's day out, yeah. Something like that. Um, speaking of movies, I've been on a kick. I've been on a tear, Deb. Um, I watched Why Him? Oh, James with James Franco, Franco and, and Brian uh, Cranston? Yeah. It was fun. It's funny. I mean, that had its moments. Okay. There's a reason why it didn't set the box office on fire. It was fairly formulaic, like, reverse meet the Fockers. Um, I mean, just so, like, you know, it's like well, straight, is, straight, is, straight edge family, you know. did James Franco already do something like that? There was some British sitcom where I feel like he was supposed to be, like, the sidekick douchey... Uh, I was going to say fiancé that came home with the daughter after, like, her year abroad. Uh, I don't know on that one. It's not a big deal. But yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, like the Flemings are, like, straight-laced, you know, Michigan salt-of-the-earth type people. And uh, and then, you know, you meet James Franco, who's, like, this, like, um, video game app billionaire or millionaire. And he's all like... The motherfucking Flemings! And he's got, like, you know, tattoos, and he's out there, and he's, you know, kind of the Silicon Valley um, eccentric. Uh, very Ehrlich Bachman from um, Silicon Valley. Like, imagine that, like, just with his ego unleashed, which is saying it's something. It's funny, because that's how T.J. Miller has been, uh, I was going to say, acting lately. Yeah. Well, actually, I've got uh, Office Christmas Party Unrated waiting for me, so. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Um, I watched, I finally finished uh, Kong Skull Island. That. I loved it. Uh, like, it was great reviews. It made a lot of money, and you know I love my Hiddleston. It it wasn't what I expected. Um, it's set in like set, like the backdrop of it is the Vietnam conflict. Okay. Um, so it's not at all what I expected, and I didn't realize that they had already laid out the foundation for what they're calling the monster verse. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I, I I had to like re go back and kind of reread stuff about the original, not the original Godzilla, but the um. The Gareth uh, Gareth Edwards Godzilla with Brian Cranston, weirdly mm-hmm. enough, the Don't one you? where um, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are uh, husband wife. That's true. If you look at the casting, um, but uh, that they they talk about like Monarch and Mutos, okay. and that ends up getting brought in in Kong Skull Island. About the, the kaiju. Not 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 kaiju. No. Um, that's, that's more Pacific Rim. No, but it's a pretty well-known term for giant monsters. Yeah, but they call them MUTOs, which is like massive, unidentified terrestrial objects or something like that. I stand by my previous statement about kaiju. Um, I definitely kaiju. Um, but I wouldn't call Kong kaiju. That reminds me, are we gonna go see Legend of, uh, is it Arthur or Legend of Excalibur? Doesn't matter. No, I'm not. Really? 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 Okay. But I wanna. I. It's fucking America. Go, go if you want. I'm not gonna go. Ugh, fine. Um. 
I don't like going to the theater in Colorado. I don't think they keep their stairways in the parking garage in good enough repair, and I'm afraid I'm going to fall through from the rotting out metal. And then that starts a zombie apocalypse. Um, no, I'll just die. Okay. Um, no, but I, re- I did really like Kong. It wasn't what I expected at all. Um, and uh, the cast was great, especially... Everyone's been saying it, and now that I'm finally like through it, like John C. Riley should get a supporting actor nod for the Oscars. John uh, C. Riley's great in everything that he does. No, no, but like the, he fucking kills it, and he's the heart of everything. Like it's without like I, I, I honestly don't want to spoil it for anyone if they if they're gonna go see it or if they're gonna go see it on DVD, mm-hmm. uh, which I recommend. If I, I didn't see it in IMAX, but man, if I saw this on IMAX. I would have a black eye for my boner. Like, it would... The, oh, my God. And the monsters in it are fucking awesome. And even though it's PG-13, the deaths are ridiculously great. Who was the director? Um, John... Not John Voight. Um, it's like Jonathan Voight-Smith or something like that. Um, he did um, Kings of Summer. Did you ever see that? uh uh-huh. Super indie, obviously, based on the name, but, um, this is, like, his, like, first real big budget. It's, it's, like, how Gareth Edwards kind of came out of, like, kind of the indie scene and then ended up doing, like, Godzilla and a little movie you might have heard of called Rogue One. Um. What's that? Yeah. Here's five dollars. Go see a Star War. Um... (laughs) But all these, like, indie directors, like Ryan Jones, or Ryan Jones, Ryan... I think, honestly, Guardians kind of set the bar for that one, where they're like, you know, they've had some success with smaller budgets, take all of this money and make our movie awesome. Well, but you have that with, um, oh, God, what's his name? Um, I, I just had it on the tip of my tongue because we're... Well, I was talking about James Gunn, but yes. Um, uh, Ryan Johnson, who did, um, Brick, which is a great movie. Brick is a great movie. But made for, you know... Effectively, maybe a million dollars tops. Tops. Like, God, if. And I'm saying mostly to get what's-his-name on board. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm-hmm. However, um, But then he went on to do Looper, which was a huge hit. And was I liked it a lot. And then went on to do... Uh, he's doing Star Wars Episode Eight. But like I said, I, 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 I feel like that they... Like I said, I feel like they've, they've kind of clued up to it being like, if they can make this movie for this much amount of money... What can they make for this well, much they go, amount of money? Yeah, well, it's it's once again giving uh, Del Toro like the the budget for Pacific Rim. And it's like, look, this is what you do on not shoestring. I mean, Hellboy wasn't cheap, but it's like a moderately budgeted movie. Here's you know three hundred million dollars. Knock yourself out. Um, which I think is great because you end up with stuff like Pacific Rim, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I'm trying to think of another example, and I'm not coming up with one, but, you know, giving... You could have just said Looper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Going back to Looper. Um, well, those are the ones we've talked about. Which, by the way, with Guardians of the Galaxy, if you guys don't follow James Gunn on Instagram, you should. He's putting up back of the... I was going to say he's putting up behind-the-scenes shots every day for Guardians 2 until the movie gets released. Wow. Yeah. Which is not that far away. Nope. It's about five weeks. Um, I saw Get Out... <laughs> movie's fucked up yeah but in the best possible way I loved it um, I, I had heard a review on a podcast that was talking about how it was a socially edgy being John Malkovich which having not seen it <laughs> that sounds asinine but it's actually a pretty good description like having not seen it I was like what the fuck well now I, I know I want to see it and having watched the movie I went I totally get where they're coming from I wouldn't have exactly phrased it that way. No, neither would I, because but I can a lot totally self, see there's a lot more self awareness with being children. But I can, s- yeah, but I can see what they're talking about. Which, if you haven't seen the movie, I'm not going to spoil it. It's it's one of those like I, I refuse to spoil this movie. I told um, you that there was a whole huge, huge, hilarious social thing, which was the quote "get out" challenge, where you're supposed to run very fast and very awkwardly directly at the camera and then make a hard right. turn. Right. And people are just... People just, like, either they fall over or they take out whoever's holding the camera phone or, frankly... I'm just glad they're not hilarious. running around hitting people in the head with bowling balls, which was no. fucking No, like intense. I said, there was actually an article about how playful the challenge was considering how dark the movie was. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's ended up turning into a meme 
where it's like, you know, when somebody's like blank, you're like, and then it shows a picture of him running. <laughs> Phenomenal movie. Cannot believe. Cannot believe. One, it came out of, uh, is it Jordan? Jordan. Jordan Peele. I was going to say, you know, he's actually talked about how much his now pregnant wife, Chelsea Peretti, is not a big fan of horror flicks, but she loved the movie because it wasn't a jump scare blood it wasn't, horror yeah. film. It was a very quiet psychological thriller that just kind of kept upping the ante. And there have been so many jokes about, you know, not letting the old white women stir their tea around you. <laughs> and now we all know why. Um, uh. But the fact that it was... Jordan Peele, who comes out of, you know, Key and Peele, and you think, he like... He says he you, has plans for at least four more thrillers. About, like, social issues. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as first-time director. I told you, it broke the Blair Witch 20-year record of debut writer-director money-making film. Yeah, and, and you can tell Get Out wasn't made for much. Um, Despite in, in the fact that they had some pretty high-profile actors in it. Because you have Catherine Kinnear, and you have... Uh, yeah. I can't think of her name. The, yeah, but the, the actress who plays the maid. I can't think of her name. Ah. They, they, had a, they had a few names, but not like... Well, no, but I mean, it's nobody you're going to pay millions of dollars for. But It's they not did. like, well, there's they Brad had, Pitt. And... They had very high caliber talent. Does that help? Yes. I completely agree. Like I said, it's, it's which not... Which elevated the source material, which like was I said, already they had incredibly stellar. high caliber talent. And, oh, God, watching her dad interact with him. So awkward. You know, I would have voted for Barack Obama a third time. Um, You're like, oh, God. Oh, I, I know that you're just trying to make him comfortable, but this is the most awkward thing I've ever heard in my entire life. We're not going to get into the socio-political uh, stuff because yeah. we could be here for another half hour if we do. But it's, it's just so awkward. But Get Out is, it lives up to the hype, um, which I didn't think There's it There's a reason would. why it's still in the top ten box office this far after its release. Yeah. I think this week it's number seven. Which, I mean, but it came out in, what, January? It came out quite some time ago. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know... It's still making money. It's still doing very well. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, they made it for a song, so... Oh, shit. That's the end of my notes. Do we have anything else to talk about? Um, Let me think. What did I do this week? Worked a lot. Watched BoJack. One of my coworkers told me he's incredibly happy I finally got through all the seasons of Law & Order Special Victims Unit. I've finally gotten past when I think that I'm going to find a dead body every time I go outside. Good. Um, social contract. I let forth Hold a... on, I got a mistake I made. Oh, please. Real quick. Uh, because we were talking about it last week, um, kind of a bring it all back around. Uh, bring it back. Bring it so back. I, had to, I had to buy new underwear. Uh, so we're talking about underwear last week. Remember that? Well, but it's just one of those things where when you buy underwear, it's like you have to buy all new underwear because all of it wears out at the same time. Right. I don't know about you, but I normally buy a large amount of underwear yeah, yeah, at once. Yeah. yeah. So I got the brand that I like and colors. I don't give a shit. Uh, and uh, I didn't realize, Deb, mm-hmm. that we were talking about the little like the pull apart pee hole. Yeah, the, which the man I don't, hole. which I don't use. Actually, most I, you know, what? I actually don't know if I've ever seen a dude actually use that other we, than like little boys will use it, but yes. not actual men. So, little pee flap, little cat flap of it. I think once your balls drop, you stop using that. It's I yeah. I mean, it's like I said, I've never I, known an actual man to use it. So, these don't have that, but they look like they have that. So maybe they finally caught on. Which, by the way. Confused me for a couple minutes because I was like, did I just put my underwear on, like, backwards? backwards. So I took them the, off it was the and tried again. It's like, there's a tag. And I'm going, this still doesn't look right. And I would, like, kind of, like, so like cat paw like, at it to be like, well, like, what? And I was like, nope. It just, it has seams. <laughs> seams that look like it's there, but it doesn't. Okay, I'll admit I bought underwear like that, but those are cute, like, little boy shorts, underpants. There's underwear. Like, yeah. like I said, here's the funny thing that just makes me think of buying, like, women's slacks or women's blazers where it has the false pockets. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was a fun couple of minutes you, of my life. Are you used to them now? Or yeah, oh, yeah. still yeah. awkward? No, no, no. Like, once I figured it out, I was like, oh, okay. But do you like them better, or is it about the same? Well, I never used the cat flap, so... Yeah, but I mean, it's got to feel a little different on the inside. No, 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 no. Which, by the way, since I've been rewatching Friends, all I could think is, dude, put the mouse back in the house. 
I just want to keep the mouse in the house. This is a public. This is a, a family, family restaurant. Family family put, establishment. Put the mouse back in the house. Uh-huh. Like I said, sorry. I recently watched that is episode. That Joey with like the workout shorts or something. No, Phoebe was randomly seeing this jock guy who was wearing the workout shorts, that and was when it. he would sit on the arm of the armchair, and the rest his of them would be would sitting on the couch. They could see to the quote chunk. Chandler. They could all say he was hanging brain. Yeah. Which is really funny because the actor who plays Gunther has recently said that's A, his favorite line, and oh, yeah. B, his most requested line to say. Oh, yeah. And I, I've said it. Put the mouse back in the house? Put the mouse back in the house is a family establishment. Which joke were you looking at? Oh, uh, just randomly for jokes. Okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, in social, social contract. contract. So, uh, we had a change in weather earlier in the week, and it was a little bit gray and rainy. Mm-hmm. And I was walking home the other night, and a certain cut rag tried to turn when I had the rate of white crossing the street without oh. looking and almost ran me the fuck over. And I let out a string of expletives that would probably make a sailor blush, and I was two minutes away from kicking her fucking car. And then I thought to myself, hey, Deborah, it's not worth it. And I didn't do it. Social contract. Hey, asshole, look before you fucking turn! You know, I try to make eye contact with drivers. Honey, she was driving down the street so fast, she wasn't there when I started crossing the street. Well... What a vajunt. Well, she was a giant vajunt, and I gave her a lot of gestures. Vajunt. If you like this, check out some of our other shows like D20 Proof, Knapsack Comedy, and Mr. Right. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Yeah.